Guess who's back? Back again. Hey, how we doing, Kanga? Not bad. Well, it's been a little. The intro is a little better than last week, but we'll keep we'll keep working on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just out of here on the spot. You know what I mean? Creativity flowing. Everything's going. Ready to talk some soccer, some football. You know how it is. And uh, this is the first episode that we're recording after the Premier League is finished. And I'm happy. How are you feeling? It's been a long season. You guys, I think you guys overachieved this season. Overachieved, eighth place. Hey, hey, don't. That's not how we're gonna. That's not a good start. This is a horrible start, Kev. Uh, I don't know. Arsenal, I think you guys have to have realistic expectations. What do you think? Come on, uh, we got, we got, we got our issues to fix. We have a, it's a, it's gonna be a big preseason for us, a big off season. Sorry for us. Uh, plenty of issues to face. Uh, I think I pretty much summarized it in, into four points, and I feel like I've seen a lot of uh, articles kind of summarizing the same thing as well. Essentially, essentially, we need a new center back. We need another center back. That's like a given. Uh, you could probably use two center backs. We could probably use two, but realistically, I think one is more realistic than two, especially now. Uh, I also feel like it might be a center back that we might have to get on loan, kind of like a Pablo Murray situation, but probably more of an experienced center back that's having time and uh, issues in his big club. The first thing that comes to mind is Umtiti, even though my dream one would be Upamecano, but realistically, I don't know if that's really happening. Uh, you think he would go to Arsenal? Upamecano right now, if the money's right, maybe, but I don't. I think there's bigger, there's bigger opportunities for him. But Umtiti is having issues with Barca, so maybe a new start for him wouldn't hurt. I could see Umtiti as an Arsenal player, to be honest. I could see him in the jersey if it would fit well. Yeah, I think it would be. It's a realistic option for us. But he's injury prone too. Do you want to deal with that? Yeah, that's one issue. We gotta figure out the pros and cons on that deal, but. If it's there, maybe take the opportunity. I don't know. It's an idea. I feel like I feel like a loan deal is kind of weird, though. I feel like if you're gonna make a signing, you need like a you need a permanent signing, not a loan. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I can't think about a personal. Unless I don't know, he would like to like leave Barca for good. I think he still is kind of attached to Barca. And I mean, if you're a Barca player, who wants to leave? Like, if you don't leave, they kick you out, basically. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time it's like that. Most of the time, like that. But yeah, that's one objective. We also need to find a another another midfielder, preferably a box to box one. Uh, obviously, we've talked about Partey so many times, and it's still it's still. Uh, I haven't had I haven't heard any anything about Partey. It's been quiet for months. Yeah, it's been quiet for a minute, but I mean, it's it's been brought back here and there. So uh, we're still waiting on that. I feel like it's if it's done, if we can get that deal, I'd be very happy, I'd say. Um, we also need our third, for third objective, we need to figure out this. Uh, well, it's two players, but we need to figure out the Ozil and Genusi situation as to who stays and who leaves. My assumption is that Ozil should leave unless he wants to make it kind of like a Garrett Bell situation where he's collecting his check and coming, coming on the pitch occasionally. Gareth Bell doesn't play. Ozil doesn't play. Exactly. So, I mean, it's pretty much similar to your situation as it is right now. It's funny how they were... It's funny how uh, Gareth Bell doesn't play. Ozil doesn't play. But then, like, Gareth Bell came to Madrid and to basically replace Ozil when Ozil left. Or he kind of took Ozil's... Gareth Bale, like, has done a lot for Madrid. 
He's won them Champions Leagues. The thing, he's, he's done a lot. It's just that him and Zidane just don't see eye to eye. And at this point, I feel like it's, uh, you can't really uh, repair this relationship. I think it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's over. I think he's, he's done, like, he's, he's just set on, like, just staying there and collecting his check. Whatever they want to do with him, he'll do. I don't even know if Madrid is, like, I don't know if he's really acclimated himself to Madrid himself. Like, he doesn't speak Spanish as far as I know. Neither does Zidane. No, Zidane does. Zidane doesn't speak English, I don't think. Zidane, I think Zidane may not speak. Well, I, I think he has to because what language are they speaking? I don't think he speaks English. I think I think that's one thing I I, I knew about Zidane. I don't think he learned how to speak English. Well, if he doesn't speak English, it, it might be an issue. That might be one of the issues. They can't communicate well with each other because they can't speak the same language. But that's just that's just uh, hypothetical. But. Because he speaks French and, and Spanish. Yeah. I'm sure he has to speak English, though. I'm sure he has to. At some point. But anyways, it's... Yeah. I'm not convinced. Let me Google it. Does he dance speak English? <laughs> <laughs> Does he dance speak English? Uh, we all... Uh, as While you do that, um, I also, we also got to figure out, and that's probably one of the most important ones as well, uh, we gotta figure out this Aubameyang situation. So, do we keep him, or do we capitalize on his capitalize on his value right now? I'm still torn about it because I feel like if we don't capitalize now, this might this might be our best chance to get some cachet back for him. As of like 2019, Zidane does not speak English. He can't communicate in English apart from a few sentences. He speaks he speaks French, Italian, Spanish, Arabic, and Berber. I don't know what Berber is, but... Oh, that's um, Algerian... Uh... Dialect? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of Algerian, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I guess that answers the question. Um, yeah, so like, as I, as I was saying, like, we need to figure out this Obama situation. I think it's probably one of our key, most important uh, thing to figure out this summer, this summer. Do we keep him or do we sell him? Do we capitalize on his value now and then invest with that, invest with his sale, or do we keep him and trust him for the rest of his uh and we give him a new contract obviously because that's what he wants let's not forget that he's 31 but he's also been our best player for the past this season and maybe the last one as well so i still feel like he has a lot to give and personally i would be i would i would be i'd be leaning towards keeping him just because we have to we need a class striker he's to be he's basically scoring our goals and uh he's carrying your team yeah, he's basically carrying. He's been carrying our team, and that leaves that also leaves the lack assist situation kind of in, uh, in question marks. Because if we keep um, Bamiya, we need to figure out what to do. Like I said, that and that might mean to sell him. Ganduzi, I'm still I'm still kind of waiting to see what happens. I'm hearing Ganduzi to Barca. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of clubs see Ganduzi as a with. Uh, with a lot of potential, my only, it seems like the only issue with Gendouzi is the attitude, and maybe he needs a different. Uh, he needs a different like atmosphere. New, new atmosphere, yeah. But uh, that's still a question mark on that. So I guess we'll see what happens next for that. But that's yeah, that's the four things that we need to figure out this uh, out season. Um, yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think. Um, what do you think your expectations are going to be for next season? Because you have like teams like Man City and Liverpool are still going to be fighting for that top two, basically. They're not going anywhere. Then you have teams like Manchester United and Chelsea that are also 
very, very much improving um, and you know, going to make moves this offseason to challenge for that uh, title as well or try to, but they're going to be top contenders for that top four. And then where do you see Arsenal there? Like, what are, what are, what are your expectations for how the season has to go next season? Like, what's a good season? Uh, honestly, I feel like it's too early to say. It depends. It really depends on what we do for the this during this offseason. If we can kind of get uh, one of these four objectives that I earlier men- mentioned earlier, if we can kind of figure something out out of this. Uh, but would you be like the fighting? What like what's your going into next season? What's your goal? Do you want the club to have like what's the ambition you want the club to have? Realistic. Realist. I don't see cannot tell until we finish the offseason. I need to see who's there, who's out, and I need to see like if there's been any moves. If there's no move, if we, I'll say this: if the situation doesn't change at all. From this season, like if Ozil again, the situation is still uh, here. If we still don't have a center back, if we still don't can't, can't get a mid, we're not. We're finishing. We're not finishing in the first ten. I don't think so. If the situation stays as it is right now, because you have you have Leicester, you have Spurs, you have Wolves that are all like those are all great teams that are kind of in the same ballpark, and that's already that's already seven teams right there. That's seven teams of the top ten. We'll probably finish eight or t- in the in that eight to ten window again if nothing changes, honestly. And then you have then you have Newcastle that's supposedly getting a big uh, endorsement. Who knows what they can do? Sheffield's still going to be a strong squad. I think Sheffield won't be as good as next as uh, this season. Um, but yeah, like Arsenal, you're competing with those teams that are like Leicester. I would say the first the first kind of group of two was like Liverpool, Man City. Then you probably have Manchester United and Chelsea kind of in the same category and then you'd have like Leicester Spurs and Wolves in the same category and I think all those three teams are probably better than Arsenal even though you guys probably you guys beat uh, Wolves in the, end, uh, in the end of this year but I would say like overall I think they're a better team than you guys I mean it's fair but like I said like we really need I really want to see what we can do during the offseason first then I'll set my expectations after that because right now but what do you what do you if if all goes well the off season. You let's say you, you don't you don't get the perfect off season, but you don't get a horrible off season. Like let's say you want three transfers, you only get one, maybe two. What what do you want your club to strive for next season? Uh, ideally, uh, let's let's go by baby steps. We've obviously, if we can get back into the top six, top four, preferably, but top six, it'd be a start. It'd be encouraging. It, top four seems tough. That's why I said. T- I could not imagine a situation where Arsenal finishes in the top four. That's why I said top six is more realistic at this moment because uh, the top four is looking very, very strong, very stronger than very, very stronger than us right now. And it looks like we, as it is, as if we, even if we can get all our somehow can get all of our objectives sorted, it's still a tough task to ask for to get top four right now. So I do feel like the top six might be more realistic, and even that is a challenge. I feel like for Arsenal, what I would want as an Arsenal player, as an Arsenal fan, sorry, I'd want my club to have the ambition, obviously. Of course, you want to win the league every time. But as a goal for next season, I'd want them to challenge for top six. And I'd also want to give um, Arteta the confidence to set up set up his starting 11 that he wants. Like, get a consistent starting 11 that you can always throw on the field, that you know what your best lineup is, you know? I feel like that's a good start. Yeah, but the best way to do that, the best way to give Arteta the support is to give him the cash. 
That's the only way you guys are giving the investment. Otherwise, you can't expect him to make miracles out of what we have right now. But then let's talk about um. Yeah, I mean the season's over. Manchester United finished third place. How how did that how did that happen? Uh, I think Leicester collapsed. Leicester collapsed at the end. We were we were 14 points behind Leicester, like at the in December, I think. 14 points. I don't know. Leicester couldn't score. Leicester haven't sc- couldn't score recently. Like they, there's a lot of games where they were having the advantage, taking over the game, and couldn't find a chance to get. And it seems like if Vardy doesn't score, like the team can't find a way. I I mean Vardy did his job. He scored the most goals. Won the golden boot. There's nothing really more you can do. True. Nothing more you can do about that. Yeah. I need to buy his book, by the way. That Vardy book. Yeah, that's a that's a that's quite the story. That whole Leicester squad. What they won the league in what 2016? Yeah. That still to me is like the craziest sporting moment history I've ever witnessed in my lifeline. Lifetime, sorry. It's definitely up there for sure. It's definitely up there. It it's the most. This team was battling relegation the year before, barely survived. Like they got, they got promoted. They almost got relegated the next season, and then the season after they won the league. Yeah, Leicester is one of the, those clubs where you can never really hate. No, the story is is incredible. The story is too great. Um. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about it again, it's like it's so implausible. Over a season of 36 games, uh, 38 games, they managed to finish first. In the league with teams like Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool. Like Liverpool wasn't where they are now, but these these were the top dogs, and Leicester beat all of them with a squad that probably had less salary than half the teams of these other, these, other, these other teams. Hey, but at least if they somehow manage to like stay consistent and get into Europe over the years, we'll see them now as a big club. I think they're a big club now, but they're not like top six big yet. No, they're not top six big yet. But if they keep the consistency of always keeping challenging for the top six, they're going to be like the next Spurs. Like Spurs wasn't there before, but because they have a competitive squad right now, I think they need a couple, a, a player, two, three players to even strengthen the squad. But they have a good squad as it is right now. And they just have to manage to keep their players. Yeah, if they manage to keep their players, that's an that's an also that's an also an issue. But one thing that kind of saddened me about this season is that Bournemouth Bournemouth is out. Bro. Bournemouth is relegated. So many so many teams that hate Bournemouth. I like Bournemouth though. I don't know why. I know a lot of other Arsenal fans that hate Bournemouth. I don't know what the beef is there. Is that because of their location? Are they, are they near London? I actually have no idea where they're located. Like Bournemouth, I think I don't think Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth is an actual city. Yeah, it's an, it's an actual city, but is it near London? I don't have my map of England next to me, and forgive me for my geography. I'm usually good at geography. I'm not gonna lie, but. Uh, Especially when it comes to the Premier League, but uh, yeah, I don't know where Bournemouth actually is. I don't feel like we're not rival like that. We're not rival rivals. But yeah, what happens to Eddie Eddie Howe? I think he was he was sacked. No, was he sacked? Because I uh, I mean no 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 he wasn't sacked. The Watford coach was sacked. Yeah, but I mean that's they sack like six coach every season. Watford. That's I'm kind of sad for Watford too because of uh, mainly Dini and. Uh, Ismail Assar, who was one of their like up and coming players, I think. I wonder if he's gonna stay. I mean, if a big club wants him, like a bigger club wants him, for sure the opportunity is there. But the the championship is a good opportunity as well for these players if they're up and coming. 
true. It's a it's a more of a challenge, but it is a good opportunity. It makes you stronger, definitely. No, definitely, and it gives you like the quality is all the teams are competitive in the championship. Um, obviously, not to the quality of the Premier League, but you can make if you make noise there. There's a, a bright future for you. Yeah, I mean we we don't we see it now with uh, that Brentford player, Ben Rama. Yep, and he's a. Uh, He's getting uh, scouted right now, and uh, Brentford's on. Brentford's trying right now to uh, to make it to the BPL. I mean, they're in the final of that uh, promotion championship game. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're a good team too. But I mean, he's the actually he's the best player. But um, I mean, just the fact that they're in the fem- in the semis of the championship shows that as a team, like it's not just him. They won the semis during the final. They're waiting to see the winner of uh, Fulham and Cardiff. And what's the score about that that game still? Uh, 3-1 Fulham. Oh, 3-1 now? Well, on aggregate. On aggregate, okay. So, yeah, we should expect Fulham. Fulham is weird, though, because Fulham always, like, somehow makes it to the Prem, and then they'll go down as fast as they got up. So, I don't know if they... Last thing, last time they were in the Prem, they signed... Last time they were in the Prem, they signed, like, 13 players from, like... Wait, actually? Yeah, they, well, they, not maybe not 13, but they signed, they signed a bunch of players. I can remember they had like three players from like Nice come in. I think they had uh, Sergio Rico from Spain as a keeper. Okay, they spent they spent the cash. Yeah, but then that completely destroyed the chemistry that they had during that uh, from that previous season. So then that kind of that kind of screwed them up for that season, and that's why they kind of go they went down right away. Also, I guess the coaching institution wasn't so great there as well. But uh, yeah, I guess Fulham might be back again for, like, the third time in, like, five years. Speaking of teams being back, though, I mean, I, we, we're going to – we'll talk about the, this top four, what it means to Manchester, what it means to Chelsea. But uh, Leeds coming back in the BPL. Yeah, that's a big one. That's – it's been a while. I can't remember the last time they were in the Premier League. I don't think I've ever seen them in the Prem. Like – No. I'm sure – I know they have a rivalry with United, too. Um, so – it's going to be interesting when we get those games. Uh, when we get those games this season, I think it's going to be loud. I think it's going to be dirty. Um, I think we're going to see how that goes. But uh, I'm excited. I feel like that's a new team that has a lot of history. That's in the in the Premier League now. That a lot of teams are going to want to make some noise again, and hopefully they stay up. Honestly, I think having them in the Premier League is going to make it a lot more interesting. I hope. I mean, if they if they can manage to keep Marcelo Bielsa as their coach, I think there's a strong chance that they can stay. And I, I'm expecting them to make some moves to like to strengthen in the off season to prepare for this next season. Yeah, I think they were trying to get uh, Jonathan David actually. You think? I didn't see that. Yeah, but I mean that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Like apparently Jonathan David was uh, leaning towards going to Lille, which I think is a great choice for him. But apparently Leeds came in with like a bigger offer than Lille, and like I guess now that that offer is on the table, so I don't know if he's gonna lean towards that or not. I feel like Lille is still the better choice for him. But, I mean, Leeds doesn't seem so bad, dude. I mean, I like the way that Leeds play. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa is a very, very... Uh, Bielsa is known for being, like, Guardiola's teacher, right? So, like, every tactic that Guardiola learned, he pretty much got it from Bielsa, from what I've seen. And, I mean, he did that. He did the same thing at, Mar- at Marseille. That's why I, I was really... I really like when he had Marseille because Marseille looked much better than they did previously. And then... Obviously, he left kind of not the best possible ways, and they they somehow managed to 
kind of stay relevant. But uh, Bielsa as a coach has always been kind of highly really regarded as like an extreme coach, but then he gets he gives you great results. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of coaches like that that you they kind of like make their make their name put their name on the map after taking a side that's you could say is below quality and raising them above the expectation, like Pochettino did with Southampton. Um, what's his name? Ranieri with uh, Leicester. Then he got the Ranieri is where he's in Italy now, right? Uh, yes, I believe he's with uh, Sampdoria. I could be wrong, but I believe he's with Sampdoria. He would have been a great fit for Arsenal, I think, back in the day. But uh, I mean, a lot of people could have been a great fit. Yeah, most people would have been better than uh, Emery. But uh, yeah, but the before, like, uh, I've since oh, I gotta give a shout out to Jack Harrison though. Uh, Jack Harrison, I don't know if you you know about him. He plays for Leeds, but. He was, an, or he was originally a manual academy kid, but then he left the academy to go play to go to the U.S. and then went to high school there and then college, Wake Forest, and then got drafted by uh, NYCFC and got signed by the city and then loaned to Leeds. Yeah, I think he's a couple under 21 cats. But just to show, like, hey, from, the, from MLS to the Premier League, in a sense, shout out to him. Yeah, good for him. Big move. But uh, I think we should talk about what it means for because uh, that top four battle was was to the last day. Like Chelsea against Wolves, if they lost there, Chelsea probably would have finished uh, outside of the top four. United versus Leicester battling for that top four spot. That was that was like a, a really heated battle until the end. I think it means more for Man United than for Chelsea because I personally feel like Chelsea kind of yes, there was a chance for them to not make it, but. I still feel like they were pretty confident that they were going to make it. Yeah, but like if uh, Leicester and United would have tied and uh, Chelsea lost, they would have finished outside the top four. They would have finished fifth. So they needed a win as well. The, like, I, like I said, like for Man, for Man U, it's a success because, I mean, I think it's a bigger success for Chelsea than for Man U too because uh, obviously Chelsea, this Chelsea situation, like no transfers, mostly using academy kids or unknown players that were from the academy. Uh, it worked out for them in the end. Yeah, now they got uh, Ziyech, uh, Werner, Havertz probably coming in. They want Oblak too. I don't know how they're going to pay for all this, but... Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how they're going to... I feel like, honestly... Okay, can we talk about that Kepa situation real quick before we get into Manu? Yeah, let's go into the Kepa situation because that's hilarious. Uh, I don't... Okay, Kepa's been bad this season, all right? We all... We can... He's been terrible. He has some of the worst stats in the whole league compared to, like, every other goalkeeper. Yes, agreed. But we've said the same thing about De Gea. The numbers maybe weren't the same, but De Gea also had bad, a bad season when he, early, when he came in earlier at Man U. De Gea has had bad games. He's, he's been mostly, I would say, above average or average. But he's, when his lows were really low. Yeah, but then, no, remember at the beginning of De Gea's career at Man U, he was having bad games, very bad games, to the point where, like, they were trying to loom him. They were... There was rumors about him going back, right? Yeah, it was only like in, what, 2016, 2015? But then, did he not come back and was one of the best keepers in the world? And I'd say he was. He was the best keeper in the world for at least a season. At some point, he was number one. For some people, a lot of people said he was number one at some point. So, why would that not happen to Kepa as well? Just, honestly, I feel the price tag kind of hurts him more than his actual performance because... Um, First of all, he didn't choose that price tag. That 
was between Chelsea and Bilbao, Bilbao his former, former club. So that's not on him. Second, uh, yeah, he's – do does Chelsea – is that is is that really their first priority? Is their keeper right now? I feel like they have bigger – I mean, they made a lot of signings to bolster other uh, other parts. Yeah, but I feel like they still need – first of all, Alonso, they need a better left back. That's That's for sure. Alonso is not what he used to be, and Emerson was never what he was supposed to be. Then I think they might even need another center back, to be honest. I like I like the the squad, the core of center back that they have now, but there's been some games where it was a bit too easy at times to kind of go through that back four. Oh, uh, I've seen watching Rudiger play. You don't even know how he's how he's in the Premier League. I mean, he's not Rudiger is probably the best of the four, to be honest. And he's I was, the the last game. What was it when they when they got demolished by West Ham? I think. Oh yeah, that, that he did not look good. He did not look good. He did not look good. Oh my god, he looked like he he was his first time playing the game. Yeah, that game he did not look good. I do think that Zuma Zuma. Well, I still believe was one of the best as before, but I feel like Zuma. I think Zuma's their best defender. Zuma's probably their best. I don't know what happened to Tomori. Tomori hasn't played since the restart, I think. So that's a question mark. Uh, Christensen is never. Christensen doesn't know where to start, but when he comes in, he does what he has to do. And I mean, yes, he's got good games. Yes, he's got bad games, but he's not expected to be a starter. He's like a squad player that will play. Yeah, he's a squad player. He's a squad player. But uh, yeah, I think they could. They could need another one. They could need another one. So that's the thing. Like, do you really? put your priority into finding another keeper where you have those type of issues in front of the front. I think they also definitely need a keeper though. Yes, but the thing at what price? Like you can't you're not gonna be able, you, you you can't sell him. You can't sell him at that price. Well I think his value is definitely lower than what they paid for him. Hundred percent. Definitely. I mean it's gotta be at least twice as worth twice as less if not more. They paid for what you said the 72? seventy two? Seventy something like that. Something like that. So I think you could probably get like forty-five, fifty. That's even that's not that's being nice. I've heard people saying that he might go alone, and then they'll somehow find a somehow somehow find a way to like get his value down and uh, get rid of him. Which I think is harsh because I feel like there's the the issues. Yes, he's had a bad season, but let's not remember he had a good first season when he came in. He had a recurring start. Yeah, yeah, there's little, there's little mistakes here and there, but overall, he he wasn't as bad as he was this season. So I feel like for him to dip so bad into form, maybe I feel like it's a lot of off off the field stuff happened. There's there's been rumors about like him having issues in his personal life that probably could have caused him to uh, have an effect on his game. And I would considering considering his performance, that would make a lot of sense. I think he's gonna get one other. I think he's gonna get another season. That's what I'm saying. Like you should give him at least a chance to get it on a clean slate. You've you've obviously even with a bad Kepa, you've completed your objective. You got into the Champions League. You are in the top four. You still have to play Champions League games by the way. You still gotta play Bayern. And he wasn't playing that first game when he got destroyed. He wasn't there, so don't put that. You can't put that on him. So why not give him a clean slate, new season? New fresh start, and if it happens again, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be a clean slate. I think they're going definitely going to take out, take into account how bad he's been. Yeah, no, for sure. You and you ha- and you should, as you should. 
and give him one more season. It's like a redemption, redemption season. You can call yeah, call it redemption season or something. But give him a chance to like redeem himself. And it would take them money because I don't know how they're going to afford. Like the only other keeper that I'm hearing them talk about is Oblak, and Oblak's like arguably the best keeper in the world right now. It's they're they're talking about Oblak, but they're also talking about Onana. And hey, I would love for Onana to be a Chelsea keeper. Don't get me wrong. That's that's the motherland right here. But financially, it doesn't make any sense. You can't get two kind of number one, two potential starters as in as a in the same club. It doesn't work. You have a already have Caballero, who's a solid number two. He's competitive enough to, I guess, uh, give serious competition for the number one, even though you probably won't start. So why not? Yeah, why not give him another chance, man? I'm honestly like, if they somehow. If they somehow manage to sell him or get rid of him, so be it. I still feel like it's not, it may not be the right move, but it is what it is. I'm not a Chelsea fan. At the end of the day, I don't really care. But if he stays and somehow manages to, like, uh, redeem himself, I'll be the first one to say, I told you so. And what if he doesn't redeem himself? Then it is what it is. I guess I was wrong. You want to make a bet for next season? No, I've already lost. Uh, I, already, I, I already owe you for the, this season's bet. I know. We made a bet uh, for those of you uh, that are new listening. We made a bet before the season started. Uh, my man was really confident that uh, Arsenal were going to finish above United. And I took that bet. It was a, it was a small wager. We said, we said five bucks. We said five bucks. Like, playful. And then... Was it five or ten? I can't remember. No, we, we said five. I said five. And then you were like, nah, I'm confident. Let's make it ten. I was like, oh... He's going deep into the pockets. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that did not work out well for you. Damn. That's, I, that's ironic because pockets aren't so big right now. <laughs> <laughs> man wanted some free cash. wasn't free at all. Hey, man, I'm a man of my words. You will get your – you will receive your compensation. <laughs> my compensation? Hey, I'm looking, I'm looking to uh, keep this streak going here. If we want to make another bet. Let me know. I'm here. Sure, but get, we should give me time. Let's actually think about it first, because the Kepa one. Although I'm talking, I'm trying to defend him at some point. Like, when it, it it needs to be it needs to be a wager that we disagree on that we both feel very strongly about. Like, we're, if we're if we're agreeing on the same point, we're not gonna make a bet about that. So the Kepa one makes sense because I think he's gonna be trash, and you think he's gonna be good. The Kepa one actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let me know. By next episode, we'll decide if we're making a bet on that. As as the as the the Champions League finishes and the Europa League finishes, going into the transfer window, like I think the transfer window is open right now, but going into the the off season for next season, we'll sit down. We'll make an episode where we just go over uh, previous bets and future bets that we make before the season. And that way, uh, we can keep track of them as the as the season goes on, and uh, who wins what. We can start tallying them up because uh, I want to have it on record how uh, I, I I beat you every time. We should call it more like prediction or forecast because you know I'm not I'm not a betting man. I don't bet like that. Are you ain't a gambler. I'm not a gambler. No. Uh, you you were gambling this season. Come on now. We'll talk. We'll talk about the money later. But uh, speaking of money. 
I think uh, Zlatan's getting a new contract with Milan. One more year, four million. Yo, Milan. I mean, Zlatan is something. Is is a different breed. But Milan itself, like as a team, Milan themselves are very. I think they might be on the come up. Like Milan might be back. They, I mean, they were they were down bad for a long time. That's a team that you know, like, has been top of the Serie A for a long time. That was that was a lot of I, Chevchenko back in the day, Ronaldinho, Beckham, Pato was Pato was my guy. Uh, Alexander Pato, this, this man was a machine on FIFA too. But uh, they have a lot of legends there, um, so it was really sad to see when the team like really wasn't competing for anything uh, anymore, and Juve kind of just took the mantle, and they kind of that league kind of became like a a league earn a little bit where uh, it was just Juve every year, every year. Oh my God! What do you have against League Earn? I mean, League Earn is the 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 League Earn. It's the worst of the big leagues, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think Milan's on the come up. Finally, they're starting to make some noise. I think next season they'll probably start off because they had a rough start to the season this year. Um, but they kind of pulled it back up. Um, like you said, I think they have, they've had really good recruitment. Um, so I think if they can keep it up and make some. Yeah, if they keep making some good moves. Benasser, Rebic. I think they're going to have a strong quality squad. Like, overall, just... Yeah, no, they have a, they definitely did a lot of good recruitment. They've also managed to keep a lot of their core players. I think keeping Donnarumma, although there's been rumors of him leaving every season, every season, I think it makes sense. Oh, there's a lot of drama with him. Yeah, but I feel like he's going to stay for a while. He's only 21. He's already played 200 games, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think... When he was like 19 or something or 20, he kind of made them uh, sign his brother to like give his brother money or something and, uh, to the academy. And then as soon as they, he did that, and then he, he had brothers trash. And then as soon as he did that, I think he said he wanted to leave. So they were like really upset about that. But he's still there. He was like considered like the best young keeper in the world at some point. Yeah, at some point. I mean, he's still he's coming back to his old form. He definitely had a rough part, uh, a rough season. Maybe last year, even during the season, but he's coming back to being in a, in a hill self right now. I like Theo Hernandez, the left back, uh, former former Madrid player. I feel like he might get a call to the national team of France. He was there. He was there when they won the World Cup. No, he wasn't. That was Luca. That's bro- that's his brother. Oh yeah, he's Luca. Yeah, yeah. They look kind of similar, but yeah, Luca's his older brother. Uh, yeah. So maybe France probably have a, is trying to have a look at him. Uh, I know he might be. Does he play the same position as brother? And well, technically, his brother is is left is a left back slash center back, but I think he's focused on center back, and then he's he's just a left back. Okay, so they basically play the same position. That's that's pretty crazy. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Which kind of, I guess, is ironic. Uh, they're both actually from the academy, the Atletico Madrid academy, if I'm correct. And then one got sold to Madrid, one got sold to Bayern. Uh, yeah, so I, I really like what Madrid, uh, what Milan is doing for the for the next few years. I do like uh, the fact that they're bringing back Ibra. I think it might be a good help to kind of surround the youth that they have there. Uh, Frank Casey is underrated, I think, as a midfielder in the league. One of the most underrated midfielders in the Serie A right now. Do you think Ibra retires at Milan next season? There's a possibility, but knowing Ibra, he might go back and play somewhere else. I can see him going back to the MLS, but I don't know where he did. Already did his due diligence there. Like, 
Nah, I don't. I think the MLS chapter is closed for him. Yeah, it was great for you, bro. It was good, but I don't know if he'll come back. It was great. I mean, it was great too because for, from the American perspective, like Ibra, Ibra is a like he's very. I think he fits the American style because of how confident in the the character his character. He fits the U.S. system in a way, but uh, no MLS the way. He kind of looked down on the whole league, though. He was just like, this is... Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, he's a character. Yeah. He's always been a character, but... And the American... Like, especially the American media, they love characters, so... But no, uh, Milan seems like it's his home for the next... To the, this year, maybe the next one, so... Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what they'll do next season. Uh, shout out to their coach as well. I don't know who the coach is. I forgot his name, but... I, uh, he's definitely after Gattuso they kind of replaced him with somebody else I forgot no no Gattuso is in Napoli yeah I know they Gattuso started in Milan and then he got fired yeah 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 yeah. man Gattuso bro oh, that reminds me 06 Milan bro ooh Gattuso the bull that was a squad man he was a, he's a club he's a club legend Pirlo Kaka Gattuso Maldini Ronaldinho was there too at that time no Ronaldinho was came after. He came a little after. Right after. Right after. Mm. Yeah, that that was that was an era. That was an era. We we're we're the Messi Ronaldo Ballon d'Or era. That's what we are. We were too young before that. Um. All right. L- last thing we want to talk about before the season and uh, the episode ends. What do you want to mention? Uh well, I could talk about MLS. Uh, because if we talk about Champions League, it's gonna take too long. So let's not even consider Champions League, because we'll keep that for next week. I mean, we'll talk about the Champions League when we start getting games. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, we still got a a little over a week. We've mentioned that a lot of times. But what did you want to say? Oh, you want me to talk about MLS again, or are you good? I'm good. Oh my God, you! I can't talk about the the tournament. Talk about the tournament. Okay, so LFC still in. I think they're the best team in the tournament. They should they should win it, but uh, the tournament is actually better than I expected, to be honest. It, the MLS is weird because like I'll watch some games here and there, but I just don't care about it. You know, that's because you don't like you only like the impact. Yeah, we're from Montreal, the Montreal Impact, but Thierry Henry is the coach, so you would expect like big things, but. Hey, he's he's struggling right now. By the way, he's struggling right now. I know. The tournament didn't sh- may have shown it, or I mean, it was pretty much expected. But he's got a lot of work to do. Like the cold, I don't see when I see Montreal play. I saw them play against Orlando, and they got beat. I don't see what the plan is. I don't see what the, the identity is, and I do not know like what is the like what is the philosophy here. I don't. I don't understand. I don't see what the impact is about. He hasn't really had a good rep, uh, like reputation as a coach, to be honest, in his whole career. Yeah, but that's the thing too. Like, you think uh, my hope is that they'll give him enough time for him to kind of install a culture. But what do you don't? We don't even see what kind of culture he's implementing, though. Exactly. That's the, that's the problem. That's the problem. I mean, co- like uh, on the field culture. I'm sure in the locker room and everything else, is he's doing a, a good job, like teaching these players the way of the footballer. But but if it doesn't show in the field, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, that's the end goal, right? Yeah, the end result. 
So yeah, I will, that's a, that's another question mark about him. Will, will, will he be able to kind of install that culture, and will he be will he be allowed or will he be given the chance to, uh, I guess, develop the team enough for him to for them to play his style of what he wants? I mean, I think he's going to get the season. You think so? I think he's going to get the season at least. I think he's a big enough name to kind of get him there. I honestly, if it wasn't for all this MLS bubble and Corona, whatever, there's a strong chance that he may not finish the season. But because of the way that the season is right now, I do agree that he probably will be able to be will be able to finish it. After that, I don't know. Like going to next season, going into next season, I don't know. But I think he'll be good for this season at least because it's not a regular season. Things have changed. Things have been. Uh, I mean, things have things aren't the same. So yeah, definitely. All right, I'm good. You good? All right, guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Give me the handle, Kanga. All right. Uh, on Instagram, RT Soccer Pod. On Twitter, RT Soccer Pod. And on Facebook, Real Time Soccer. Hey, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time here. Hopefully, you stayed with us, even though we sometimes can't form coherent sentences. But it is what it is, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.